By George, I think I've got it. Hydrosexual sinking. I saw that Bigfoot walking across the screen and I thought to myself, wow, they are real. I ask us all, is that really reasonable? My personal belief is that uh, there is very compelling evidence that we uh, we may not be alone. I'll show you a little of the evidence for hydrosexual sinking. Researchers at Stanford University School of Medicine have pioneered a cancer vaccine that eliminated all traces of cancer in mice. You could find evidence of that, my friends. You could change the world. Hypothetical thinking. A podcast for the hypothetical thinker. Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Hypothetical Thinking, a semi-informative podcast that explores the journey from probability to possibility. My name is Nick Floyd, and I am joined... By, by my Taylor. badass co-hosts, Johnny. I'm Taylor. Uh, the way this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I'm Taylor. Sorry, <laughs> threw me off. The way this podcast, <laughs> the way this podcast works is either Taylor or myself will do the research for our weekly episodes, and then Johnny will go into every episode completely blind, meaning that he has no idea what we're covering each week. I'm Stevie Wonder up in this, dude. That's too soon, man. That's too soon. How did he lose his eyesight? <laughs> Like what? twenty years ago? Yeah, too. I mean, it's too soon. All right, fine. Well, I'm blind. I'm. I'm what's that chick's name? Uh, that can't see, hear, or is deaf? What's her name? Anne Frank. No, <laughs> is that what the name? Helen Keller. No, no, I'm Helen Keller up in this. Is what I'm starting to say. <laughs> yeah. Helen Keller. It's <laughs> like Helen definitely Keller. not. I'm, I'm Helen Keller. All right, that's gonna be the one joke that's gonna get us downrated for the rest see, of the. Wonder? Dude, everyone jokes about that. No, I'm pretty sure the Anne Frank joke is. Yeah, oh. I saw that movie. It wasn't yeah. a joke. Like a, the uh, the Jamie Fox movie. Yeah. Jamie Foxx in the Anne Frank movie? <laughs> yeah, he was Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an awesome movie. All right, so before we get ourselves in more trouble, uh, Taylor, I'm going to pass the baton over to you. Any news that we missed this week? <laughs> yeah, we got some news. So the mayor of a tiny town of Parrish in Alabama posted on Wednesday on his Facebook account that the train cars from a New York City train were finally emptied and cleared and should be removed soon. These cars were sitting idle for more than two months after a neighboring county went to court to block the train's passage. Now, what the hell is the big deal about this train sitting there for two months? Who cares? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the problem was. It was full of poop. <laughs> poop? <laughs> full of poop. What? It was 10 million pounds uh, of poop. Human waste <laughs> wait, coming wait, from New York what? City <laughs> gets stuck. In a small town northwest of Birmingham, what? Alabama. And no one no one smelt it. They're like, oh, oh they the, smelt they, it. That's what? the problem. Yeah, they okay, smelt so it. That's when they found out. They're, okay, I thought they were oblivious to it, essentially. No. No, no, oh. no. This is why the mayor is posting about it, <laughs> rejoicing that this train is about to move on. Yeah. Oh, so it's a sh- it's so a think about this other... The, the neighboring county <laughs> <laughs> in this Alabama town, see, they know this train of poop is coming, and they're like, fuck no. They're not passing through our town. Halt right here. Halt. For two months. Just stuck there. Ten million pounds of poop. Isn't that just weird? Like, How that's, did it- that's what New York City well, does with their poop. I don't do know they- what... The- I don't know how much 10 million pounds of poop is, but it sounds like a lot of train cars. I would say... How many? <laughs> about a quarter of a million poops. 
How many years of poop is that? For for how many people? For one person? Like, what's New York pounds. doing? <laughs> Pooping. <Yeah. laughs> well, Holy I guess, shit. Right? <laughs> I got to imagine, New York City is a big old town. It's a big old town with a lot of poop. They got to ship My their poop somewhere. Apparently, the place that they ship their poop is somewhere in what, Alabama. Bourbon. There should be a sewage system, not by train car. Where well, they have like, hella sewers. What? I mean, where do you think the Ninja Turtles lived? They got sewers everywhere in New York. <laughs> Splinter Mouse is in that shit car trying to figure out how the hell he got to Alabama. Dude. <laughs> so they're, just send, they're, sending, they're sending it south, essentially. Send the poop south for winter. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, like, the poor, the, the, the poor, like, mayor of whatever fucking town in Parish. Alabama... He's like, God damn it, we got a shit car full of 10 million pounds of human poop <laughs> in our town. We, how do we get rid of this? Like, last year we had to ban dancing. Now we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would hate to have that job. That would suck. <laughs> right? Yeah. What a weird Who's the story? guy driving oh, that train, too? That kind yeah. of sucks. <laughs> yeah, that would really suck. <laughs> no. The conductor of the poop but train. kind of a positive <laughs> All twist. The whole reason I guess New York is sending their poop elsewhere <laughs> is because they're trying to not send it to their own landfills. So that's good. They're trying to, yeah, by the year t- 2030. everyone else's shit. That's why. Yeah. By the year 2030, they will have zero poop going to their landfills, by God. Zero poop. It's all going to be going to Alabama's waste, like, landfills. <laughs> Wait, I'm, really, I'm really confused. Is and other good? southern states, too, man. So, like, what? Georgia better oh, not be see, in the so. mix. Or yeah, t- Tennessee better not <laughs> gonna be in some trouble. Is, is Wait, New York's landfill Times Square? Because it's like oh, yeah, it could be ooh, pretty I can, smelly. I can see that. <laughs> punches, my, I, I a, punches I, thrown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming a, at you, New York. I'm coming at you hot. Taylor, what's up? So, it, so you're saying what's up? You're saying you're saying that New York uh, landfills are not going to be poop ridden, but now southern states are. What's the what's the why? What's the, the the benefit? I don't know. I guess there's somewhere in Alabama that like processes this poop. I know down here in the southern states oh, we do process our waste. I don't know what they do up north, but what, you know, why don't we have they? The why don't they process plants? We have one like in kind of in our town. It smells like shit in the summertime. Ugh. Fertilizer? I don't know, man. It sounds stupid. So not only was this like train car full of human poop, <laughs> but it was also Stuck. sitting in there sitting for a for long period of time. Dormant. Yeah, Those people were like are talking about the flies from that poop getting in their homes. You know, it's like all <laughs> oh, over their, their things, man. It's, that's gross. They're in their town. When was this? This is very recent. Possibly oh, dude, this week. Sucks. I don't know. Uh, this was uh, you imagine? this was April nineteenth. Oh, dude! <laughs> There's like this hunter who's like sold his life to trying to find like Bigfoot or something, and he's like, "Oh, smells like shit." There's probably <laughs> yeah, a whole clan of them in there. In the he car. gathers together like five dudes, like Cletus, Terry, Randy, fucking Sam, <laughs> and like Randy. he's like, "Guys, I found the source of it. It's in this train car. This is probably where they've been hiding this whole time." <laughs> All right, guys, give me a hand. Let me open this up. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my what is gosh! It? I bet that's what happened. That's what it's shit. It's a. It's, it's that's what it is. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to move on from this subject. All right. So, well, one little side note here, uh, a, a funny little thing, um, a little thing my brother told me uh, last night. Fun factoid: Do you guys know what the most stolen item in the world is? 
poop. Ah, is so it not poop? That's is a it guess. the Bible? That's a guess. It's, it's the Bible, right? A what? It isn't the Bible? Isn't the Bible? No, it's not the Bible. No. Damn it. Chris Brown's Bible. That's a good. That's, that was a good guess. Trains. Virgin, virginities. <laughs> what did you know. say, Nick? Trains. Brains. Ooh, that was a good one. No. Tr- tr- no, trains. 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 Tank engines. Even better guess. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it train car conductors? Is no. It, what is it? Tr- I'm, train tracks? I'm going to give you no more guesses. It's cheese. All right. <laughs> cheese. What? How is that related to, <laughs> to train cars? Uh, cheese? It's not related to train cars. It's related to poop, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said that. That was close. Constipation, essentially. Yeah. Why do people steal cheese? Those Dan Germans. I don't know, man. It's like very fucking valuable, apparently. Cheeses? Yeah. Cheeses. Is this <laughs> is this some sort of slang term for money? Are, nah, are man, sure we're talking cheese, yeah. dude. Give me the cheese. Yeah. It, it gets stolen like quite regularly. Cheese. Very recently, what? there were 2,039 wheels of the iconic Parmigiano Reggiano that was worth <laughs> around like- $875,000. <laughs> For those two thousand wheels of cheese, eight hundred, almost so, nine hundred thousand dollars for two hundred, two thousand wheels of cheese. Because cheese is, cheese probably isn't as safe or safeguarded as like diamonds or money is, but it's still going to hold its monetary 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 value. Um, uh, like really high end cheeses, is that why? Well, yeah, I guess that cheese is like stupid. better over time. So it's like a you know it's like a wine. You know it ages and it gets more valuable. You want to know? You want what's crazy? I, I will affect you guys. Okay, ready. So cheese, sorry, milk. Milk <laughs> goes from a, a cow, right, to uh, processed milk, and then it goes to bad milk, to curdled milk, to deadly milk, to cheese. There were several Isn't good band names in there. Bad milk. <laughs> Cur- curled milk. Cur- <laughs> curled milk, bad milk, cow udder. <laughs> no, is that crazy? Like, it ends up being cheese, also edible. That Man, is I want pretty to see crazy. like an Ocean's Eleven movie where they just heist, like it's a, the great cheese heist of 2020 <laughs> yeah. or something. Because, yeah, it's That'd almost like a uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia plot it is. where they a roundabout steal something else to get cheese, trade it for cheese to sell, I don't know, for the Skyline for miles. Money. Sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like a potential Dwayne Johnson picture this summer. Oh, dude, Drop, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, and Vin <laughs> Diesel break into the largest cheese factory in the nation. <laughs> One man, 20 turtles of cheese. His $800,000. <laughs> the biggest score of their lifetime. In dairy. <laughs> Watch out, Alabama. This cheese will be in your trains coming this summer. Curdled. <laughs> Curdled. Oh uh, my Al- God. Alabama gets a sequel. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Today's podcast, just like last week's podcast, is brought to you by Glorp Gum. If you guys want to buy an amazing piece of gum and also get a free t shirt with it, you could do that right now. The gum is delicious, and the t-shirt is dope as hell. Uh, we have an offer code. You can go over to glorpgum.com and type in the code I'm a broliever, I apostrophe M, space A, space broliever, B-R-O-L-I-V-E-R, and you can save 15% on an order of $20 or more, which is friggin' sweet. <laughs> all right, all right. We <laughs> well, done. I, this could be more opposite than what this topic is. In fact, because of 
this topic. I can't believe we're going from what we just talked about to this. You mean we ain't talking about poop and topic, cheese? We're not going to talk about poop or cheese. <laughs> Thank God. But I guarantee that at some point, poop will come back up into the podcast, unfortunately. I hope not. Unfortunately. Fortunately for us, unfortunately for the people who don't like hearing poop talk, uh, Johnny. So <laughs> I think it's we talked about too much. I mean, <laughs> move on. I want to do a quick, um, a, a quick sensitivity warning. Anything on this podcast that we discussed, we don't try to be insensitive. We generally care about things. And today's episode, we might be stepping into um, slightly insensitive territories for some people, but we're not making fun of anything. We're just talking about it, and we're discussing it, and we're digging into the mystery and the bizarre nature of it all. So just prefacing this, guys are just going to have a good time with this one, but we don't mean any harm to anyone at all. I can tell you and Taylor are definitely some of the most sensitive guys I know. So We try to be. Thank you, you wouldn't be in Thank any way you, threatening Johnny. her. Thanks, guys. I'm not saying that because I like you. I'm saying that because it's true. Like, it is true. At the end of the day, you guys don't want to piss people off. But whatever the topic is, by the way, I have no idea what it is. You don't. Yeah, I, I don't want to piss, uh, people, piss off people off because I'm we, small we just... and I'm weak. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> You're the strongest guy of all of us. You can take down a train. A train. We oh. just want to make people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> curdled. It's a curdled poop train. <laughs> 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 so without further ado, <laughs> I'm going to jump into today's episode. Strap in, because here we go. All right. Have you ever misplaced something, Johnny? Yeah, all the time. Something you simply left one place, and then suddenly it just vanished with the passing of time? Mm-hmm. You know, like car keys, a pair of your favorite socks, or even your TV remote. Studies have said that this could be the result of dementia, early-onset Alzheimer's, and even ADHD. But the truth is, the misplacement of items means we're distracted or overloaded mentally. Our minds wander onto other things and forget the simple facts like where we placed that new book we were reading. But what if I told you that you could literally set something down, something so massive and hard to misplace, and it just vanish before your very eyes? Some would call it magic. I'd call it Malaysian Flight 370. Uh, Ooh. (laughs) This is a good topic. <laughs> oh, that was a good intro. You got, you got me all tying to different train tracks trying to find where you're going. That is crazy. Uh, yeah, that yeah, wild, dude. On March 8th, 2014, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 departed at 12.42 a.m. from runway 32R at the Kuala Lumpur International Airport. It was heading to the Beijing Capital International Airport for an easy five-hour and 34-minute flight for 6.30 a.m. arrival time, which would consume an estimated 82,000 pounds of jet fuel. On board were 227 passengers, 10 cabin crew, two pilots, and 31,517 pounds of cargo. At 12.46 a.m., the flight had reached level 350, confirming this with Lumpar radar. At 1.08 a.m., the crew on board even reconfirmed this exact detail. But it wasn't until 1.19 a.m. and 30 seconds when the final verbal contact between Flight 370 and air traffic control would occur. The last known words spoken by Lumpar radar were, and I quote, Malaysian 370, contact Ho Chi Minh 120.9, good night. 
the final words from Flight 370 were, and I quote, Good night, Malaysian 370. I just got chills. I legit just got chills. <laughs> um, what dark. the fuck? Very dark. That's that's crazy. Right? <laughs> the last thing, this, this flight, what was the flight number again? 370. 370. The last thing that 370 and ATC said was good night to each other. Yep. That's uh, pretty fucked up. So yeah, that's just, and this was, let's see. It, so it took off, departed 1242 a.m. That was at 119 a.m. Which makes quick. sense. Good night. Good night. Right. Yeah. Super quick. And they were saying good night because they reached their, their, their peak velocity. Their altitude. Altitude. That's they, what it's they called. Reached, they reached their ceiling is what, what you're saying. Why would they yes, say good night though? I mean, and it, why would they just like, oh, cease contact. We're good. Here's. Does that, <laughs> that, is that what they question. do? <laughs> um, like I thought they would maintain ATC, contact the entire time. No, so no, no. So when you talk to ATC, first of all, ATC, uh, for people who don't know out there, air traffic control deals with all um, incoming and outgoing flights out of any specific airport, right? Yeah. Um, so in my mind, um, when I was with my older brother, um, co-pilot, I always remember you going dark with ATC when you reach your your ceiling, your altitude, okay. um, whether it's like thirty thousand feet. You said it was three fifty, probably thirty five thousand feet. It I don't was. Know you said at two forty six, they reached their level three fifty. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that level. I don't know what that means. But at whatever that is, when they're at the cruising altitude, please strap your seatbelt sign. You can walk about the cabin, take a shit, and have your beverages. <laughs> at that time, yeah. they usually stop talking to ATC because you'll need to. At that point, you can turn like you can turn a co-pilot off. Or sorry, it's um, all satellites and stuff. Like they're, you're being tracked. And you can you can turn on um. What's the co-pilot? No, not co-pilot. Autopilot. Okay. At okay. that point, you can just kind of okay. turn yourself off. and Right. There's no need for ATC. You only need ATC when you're coming into a, uh, a different uh, air class level or an um, airport. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would stop talking. Okay, I got right. you. It's a, it's a late okay. night flight. I mean, it's, it's, it's 1 o'clock in the morning at this point, and it's a, it's, it's a people, you know, people are going in. They're getting on the flight at 1242 in the morning. They arrive at 6, 630. That's a late. That's a light. You know, late night flight. The crew will will probably serve some sort of food. I mean, maybe even not a six hour flight or five five and a half hour flight. Where were they going from and to? They were going from uh, Kuala Lumpur to Beijing capital. Um, where's Kuala Lumpur? Uh, like, what, is that in? Is that in? in uh, you know, it's not my research, Johnny. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 I probably should have. Is that from? Is it Europe or is that America? It sounds like Australia. Uh, it's Malay. It's the capital of Malaysia. Yeah. Oh, somewhere there in the. I, I guess I. Son, I guess a five I hour flight, pretty short flight. Because <laughs> they said Mal- Mal- Malaysian flight three seventy. Yeah, super short flight. I've been served on, on on flights that are less than an hour though, so maybe they didn't serve. It's also overnight, right? Hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That's that's weird. So what what are we talking about? Are we still haven't flown the plane? Is that what you're saying? Oh. Have we not flown the plane yet? The crew was expected to contact Lumpur radar <laughs> as the aircraft passed into Vietnamese airspace in Ho Chi Minh City, but there was no contact. The captain of another aircraft tried reaching the craft of Flight 370 just after 1.30 a.m. using an international distress frequency. The captain said he was able to establish contact, but only heard mumbling and static. The most bizarre detail here is that the calls made to Flight 370's cockpit at 2.39 a.m. and 7.13 a.m. were unanswered but acknowledged by the aircraft's satellite data unit. However, at 1.20 a.m., Flight 370 was seen on radar passing over the Gulf of Thailand. Five seconds later, 
the mode S symbol just disappeared from the radar. Okay, so before we go any further, so you're saying um, contact 2370 was picked up. Yes. And they heard mumbles. It wasn't like... Static. It wasn't... Um, there wasn't a message brought back, but they were like, obviously they received the message. Yep. And they could see it via satellite until when? Uh, 1.30 a.m. is when they did all that. So between like 1.19 and 1.30, some shit went down. Yeah. So t- t- 10 minutes. Yeah, there was no rain or lightning in the forecast. Nothing. The plane just they weren't vanished. They not a triangle or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because, you know, they say, you know, air travel is one of the safest forms of travel. Um, I'm not getting paid to say that, by the way. That's just what they say. Uh, and yet, this random plane just disappears. That is not normal. That's not cool. That's not great. That's not good. You're actually much more likely to die on the, the way to the airport. Right. Like, that's the statistic. Huh. That, that makes me comfortable because I do two trips from and to the airport. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> got to get there and got to get back. And when I'm there, I got to go places. So <laughs> just death all around me. Great. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's wild, right? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Well, well, um, well, well, wild and I, crazy. I really, I really, <laughs> I want to know exactly like, is there any like, they, they can't find a black box. They can't find like any engine failures in that stuff because they probably don't pick that stuff up in the satellites only the plane like would um would transmit that stuff and they are not getting any transmissions to the to the atc so there's really no i'm sure maybe i'm, I'm wrong maybe there's no uh, information getting from this plane like you can't tell anything's going on there's mumbles there's yeah. static you can't tell if there's an engine out can't tell if there's like a fuel nothing. failure it just disappeared from the radar nothing <sighs> it was it over i'm sorry i'm really bad at geography is it over water at this point it's over water so we can only assume that it had a water landing, and right. however far off a, a coast it was, I mean, dude, this, if you're this fucked up already, I got like seven paragraphs left. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I guess. I'm gonna find Malaysia I mean, it could have been an kabloosh, you know, just right into the water, right? But boom, you know, that makes sense. But at that, at but that, then you'd like, you know, where's point, all the wreckage? Where's all the stuff? But well, that's what I'm saying. At that point, it, I, I mean, I, I'm. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. So one hour after the scheduled arrival of flight 370 at 724 a.m., Malaysian Airlines issued a statement stating that contact had been completely lost with the aircraft at 240 a.m., which they later changed and said that it was lost at 120 a.m., <laughs> and that the government initiated search and rescue operations. Before the flight disappeared, though, there were no reports from the crew stating any sort of bad weather or technical problems on board. Hmm. With no ideas where this aircraft could have gone, news outlets were turning to potential witnesses who might have seen the aircraft near its last known location. CNN reported that witnesses, including fishermen and oil rig workers, claimed to have seen a quote-unquote unusually low-flying aircraft as well as a quote-unquote burning object in the sky that morning. It's got to be it. One Indonesian fisherman went as far as reporting seeing an aircraft crash near the Malacca Straits. The The Air Accidents Investigation Branch stated that the flight disappeared somewhere near or in the southern Indian Ocean and that it must have crashed into the sea. But if there are reports of a plane on fire and no sign of debris or wreckage, how the fuck is that possible? Yeah, that makes no, sense. Yeah, no, there's no wreckage, man. There's no plane. There's no proof. No, exactly. No closure. Exactly. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. But um, people saw it. Ha- like, 
people did claim it was on fire, but like, are, are you going to trust the fishermen and the oil rig workers? Not to discredit anybody, but are you going to trust these people who are just sitting on a rig and get mm-hmm. a mic put in front of their face and say, yeah, I saw that. I saw a plane on fire. Everybody who big, bright, on this podcast, <laughs> every single, every person on this podcast that we're imitating becomes Southern. Just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only accent we know how to do. Taylor. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Taylor has a gift of impersonations. So there's no wreckage, uh, but people are saying it was on fire and it exploded. Yeah, correct. The only way there will be no wreckage is if it literally just like just imploded and it went into some other ether. That doesn't have like. Yeah, it could there have. There has to be wreckage. It could have slipped into a time portal and <laughs> came out somewhere else, and it's in another dimension. It's like boop boop, like you said, or. What if it slipped into some weird time spatial warp and it just hasn't come out yet and it's like in its time it'll be just a split second but when it comes back in our realm it'll be whenever it comes back you know like Years. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or tomorrow. You well, know, like whenever, you have to, you know. Okay, I hope we don't trigger this effect. Whoop. That would suck. Yeah, I know. Like, tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, we have been <laughs> oh, shit. really controlling a lot of uh, a lot of social factors out there since our That's Mandela what I'm episode. We could honor- We've been really what Nick was pulling the strings, if you will. <laughs> yep, well, calling strings. It, it, what Nick was saying earlier is that we don't want to offend anybody. We also don't want to kill anybody because if this plane comes out of this time portal, it's not our bad. It's you like know? Donnie Darko. Like yeah. we created some like <laughs> fucking hole. Well, I hopefully, hope, it'll just I come out directly. You know. From where it went in, and it'll just be in the same spot and just right. onto the flight, and they're just land like, safely. Oh, but it was are. on fire, safely, <laughs> guys. This plane apparently is on fire. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe that was the phenomena around it when it was happening. Oh, you know, like when, the, the, whenever the time it had portal to was rip the fire? through space and time. Maybe there were flames involved <laughs> with that. I would imagine you know any Impossible. movie I've ever seen something ripping through space and time. There's like some lightning ish stuff, so. I imagine back to the there's future. some of that. <laughs> Taylor's frame of reference is only Back to the Future. <laughs> Terminator. This plane was going 88 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill, and right. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. But you think about the size of this plane. <laughs> there's, it's a three. It's, it's it's essentially a 300 person plane. There's 298 people on the plane. It's a big plane. So for it to even, if anything happened, for it to catch fire and it to disintegrate in the air. It never happens. How, no. Right? Just, and that many people like didn't make a phone call and be like, oh, my God, yeah. this is happening well, right now. Oh, I love you. Well, they're well, in the you know. air. So it was, unless they turned their airplane mode off, which you should never do, I, don't, I, think, I think they wouldn't be able to make any contact. Like, honestly, at the point um, that the plane is crashing through the air, the last thing I'm going to do is make a phone call. I'm going to be trying to save my own fucking life. Well, I mean, if a plane's crashing and you're just, like, one of the 200 to 300 people and you're like, I know I can't fly this plane, I'd probably make some phone calls. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just call some people. Every yeah. every plane crash I've ever experienced, like Sully, or not experienced, but like I heard about <laughs> Sully, Incredibles 1, like good movies, uh, there's no time to like make a phone call. That makes not a lot of mention, sense. Not to mention like so, yeah. how I mean, in shock you're going to be in. I, I agree with you, Taylor. Like, I really want to call like my family and friends and be like, hey, like yeah. my professor from high school, like I'll miss you, dude. Taylor oh, is Liam Neeson. Taylor gets up. He's like, who's got a fucking phone? <laughs> who's got a phone? I'm, I'm, making, a a I'm making a call. I'm making a call. I'm making a call. 
I know who you are. I know who you are. <laughs> so even before the search began, the plane and lives of 298 people aboard were all deemed gone. Just like that. Just but between March 18th and April... Yeah, exactly. Between March 18th and April 14th, a very in-depth search began across 4.6 million square kilometers of the southern Indian Ocean in hopes to find the missing pieces to this devastating and mysterious crash. 4 million what? 4.6 million square kilometers. That is that is an astonishing amount of of, of, of ground. That's an even more astonishing amount of seafloor. That's a whole that lot is of water. crazy. Yep. That the, that's insane. The search went on for years, making it the most expensive search operation in aviation history. I believe wow. it. On January on January 17, 2017, the official search for flight 370 was suspended due to no evidence apart for some marine debris on the coast of Africa. In the final Australian Transport Safety Bureau report in October 2017, it was concluded that the location where the aircraft went down is now narrowed to 25,000 square kilometers, but still no fucking wait, wait. aircraft. You're saying that now they can narrow it down From to 4.6 million to 25,000. Wait, wait, wait. They 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 searched 4.6 million or they thought it was in that. They thought it was in the 4.6 million square kilometers. They, I thought you said they searched that. And I was like, what the They well they that was that was the, the point. That was their, their plan. But, but they it, narrowed it down, down. to 25,000 square That's still, kilometers. They, you know, a, a nautical, or I guess I should say a scuba diving term is if you miss by an inch, you miss by a mile. Because you can yeah. imagine, you know, the bottom of your pool, you miss, you miss a torpedo, like one of those little plastic ones. You think it's miles away. I, miss, I guess I do. But at the bottom of a seafloor, like it is so freaking hard to find things. Yeah. You miss by an inch, you miss by a mile. I right. mean, yeah, like how many, like, you know, shipwrecks are out there that are totally unfound. Like, how many treasures, shipwrecks, are, coral you know, reefs, still hidden out there? Like, like we could literally just go out beds. there today and be like, "All right, we're treasure hunters," and we could start like, like scuba diving for treasure and stuff. And that's a, a realistic thing. That's so dangerous, but we should all do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm we we should do, we should do that. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, like the past uh, year or two it was like some like massive treasure found like in like seven feet of water. Like fool's like, gold. I want to say like millions and millions of, of dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't. I didn't see that, but I'd be, I, I, I think believe. I believe it because there it. is so much untouched like sea floor. Yeah, exactly. There's so much history yeah. on the sea, but so much of the sea has been not discovered. But the patterns are always changing in the sea, so something oh, totally. can wash up into seven wash feet up, of water. Wash down. Yeah, yeah. Cover like, it. You know, it, it, cover it up. That, take you know, uncover it. Cover it up. Uncover it. Even like the storms, like the hurricanes that reach like 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 uh what's it called uh class five uh, yeah that, category that, five category five big old oh, hurricane they are ripping up that sea ripping up that sea bed they're that's what they're doing the, the, Johnny the they're ripping up that and... sea bed <laughs> 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 I think what Taylor's trying to say is we should like forget doing this podcast and we should become treasure hunters <laughs> yeah. I know people I know people who can get us certified like my dad's a rescue scuba diver we could just let's just get our certification and go like tomorrow we could at least Taylor, do it if we, for, like, boat, we'll... we could do it on a vacation like for a week we could go off and be like all right legit. We're going to pick a treasure to go hunt, and let's hunt that fucking treasure, and let's find it. Let's not pick it. Let's just find ships. <laughs> like pirate ships? Well, like, it'd be yeah, easier if we booty. narrow one down and be like, all right, we know there's these things to look for, you know? I don't know. Or you're right. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor's we like, go look for shit. 
I want to find a map. <laughs> Taylor, and then we'll go Taylor would just <laughs> I want to find a map. Okay, guys. <laughs> we get on the boat. Taylor just puts an eye patch on. We're like, Taylor, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I just want this eye patch. Here comes a parrot that flies on his shoulder. He's like, Taylor, <laughs> what the fuck's that parrot from, Taylor? <laughs> Where'd you get that parrot? Well, he's I don't like, know. Uh, chops his leg off. He's a fucking like wooden leg. Taylor, you know what I recently learned? Maybe you guys knew this. Um, but the reason pirates wear eye patches was not because they always get stabbed in an eye. It was <laughs> <laughs> so they could keep one eye just to the dark. So when they go into the cabin real fast to stab people and stuff, or you know, they can take their eye patch off and oh, they can see instantly. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, I, and I heard too that they do that, and then also when they're using the telescope. Like the oh. the little one that they have in Pirates of the Caribbean that, that extends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they use their uh, their patch eye. Yeah. Because it's their good eye. Ah. They're letting it rest so they okay. can so they can see even further. Interesting. How about sense. that? I don't <laughs> I don't agree with these this logic, but I'm sure they would do that. I don't know. I agree with that. If it's not getting scolded by the sun all the time, you know, it's probably like right. You know, it's probably in better shape. They didn't have sunglasses back there. They didn't have Ray Bans. Can you I, imagine pirates uh, with Ray Bans? If you were a time tight. traveler be, and you go back and sell Ray Bans, dude, oh. dude, you'd make so much. Would money. you make okay. more money off Ray Bans or Oakleys? Do you think? Uh, Probably Oakleys. I'm gonna say Ray Bans. I'm gonna say Oakleys because they look super. Few, I'm gonna say Ray Bans. Yeah, I, I I think it's like it's like the aviation glass. I think it's okay, but I agree with you guys. I definitely think I, that was a weird pirates would exclusively wear aviators. That's like it's in the code, guys. They were eye patches and aviators. Are these look like the glasses uh, pilots wear? <laughs> What's a pilot? Aviator? Captain Randy, how do you know what a pirate or a air, airplane is? Ah, you made that me mind. <laughs> I, I was from Flight Malaysia three seventy. <laughs> it uh, came back in time. Air pirate. I guess we can all do pirate. They're, I guess we can all do uh, plane pirates. Uh, pirates. Does exist? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Con Air. Uh, of course, movie, plane pirates exist. Con Air. <laughs> I guess we can question we, and answer. We all found out that we can also do pirate uh, voices instead of just um, accents from the south. So that's a, a good little fact. In the future, they might come have a comeback. Who knows? <laughs> we need Taylor, three if background we had a pirate, pirates quick. If we had a, if we had a pirate ship, Taylor, what would we what would we name it? Oh, Dude, I know this. I don't know. Hey. High Broody. <laughs> Hypothetical Booty. For like, like High Broody? Yeah. I think that's the name. <laughs> or Sasquatch. Sasquatch the Sailor. The Sasqualer. The High Bro Ship. High Bro Ship. I like that. You all should email us your thoughts on what our ship name should be because I'm spacing right now. Uh, Taylorius Hi- Nelsonian Thunder. Maximus. No, it would be High Bro Thunder. <laughs> Easy. High Bro Thunder. High Bro Thunder. I loved that game. Oh. I loved that game growing up. Dude, <laughs> I beat that game like five times. Oh, good lord. Oh, man. So in so, January... I, wait, first, I need to know via email <laughs> who in the world other than myself is a fan of that TV show Thunder in Paradise where Hulk Hogan and some other dude had this badass boat <laughs> and the boat was called, I think, Thunder, possibly Thunder in Paradise, and they would go around... <laughs> I guess in some territory where there's a shit ton of lakes where they can use this boat all the time and every, all of these lakes are connected. But they go and solve crimes via this boat. Highly technical boat. Go check it out. It's awesome. Sounds sounds tight. <laughs> sounds like Knight Rider with Hulk Hogan in a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, it's a complete win because you nailed it on the head. Right on the head. <laughs>
So the craziest thing about this Malaysian flight story is that it actually came up in the news, which um, blew my blew my fucking mind. So in January 2018, a private U.S. company called Ocean Infinity, which is also a great boat name, picked up where the ATSB left off by scrubbing the leftover 25,000 square kilometers in search of the missing plane. By April 22nd of this year, which is just a few days ago, they have searched over 64,500 square kilometers of the area using eight autonomous underwater vehicles. Wow. That's double the narrowed down area, and still no fucking flight 370. Oh my god! They're well, saying that they're saying the search will continue until around mid June, where Ocean Infinity states that the the Southern Hemisphere's winter could make the conditions at sea too dangerous for the search to even continue. That's weird because so, their right name now. implies that they will search forever until they find it. Yeah, all over forever. <laughs> so that, huh. that's some false. Maybe the name right there. is in Didn't order. It? Ocean. <laughs> we all ocean need to find sometimes. your names. Ocean for a little bit, yeah, until the weather changes. <laughs> ocean sometimes. <laughs> not reliable oceanic flow. So I, I also like to point out, it's not just the flight they're not finding. They're not finding any plane parts. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Johnny. Oh? Well, Johnny what? Uh, I want to know as well. All right, Nick. I, I I'd like know. to know. <laughs> Have Tell you ever seen the rain? Seen the rain. Coming down, fucking. All right, here we Malaysian go. Flight 370. Debris has been a huge part of this whole mystery, as well as there have been over 20 airplane pieces and even a couple suitcases retrieved. Oh. But even those pieces aren't enough evidence to explain where this plane is and what happened to all 290 pe- 298 people on board. The first piece of debris wasn't even discovered until July 2015, which is over a year after Flight 370 disappeared. So why did it take that long to find debris after having multiple search parties scanning to find said missing pieces? They're from Lost. They're all on the island, island of Lost. So it they, doesn't add up. Nothing makes sense. Like how Lost well, ended. Nothing wait, makes were sense. Those, wait, so you Yeah, nice. Nice little <laughs> hey. injection there, Nate. That was nice. So you said only a couple suitcases were found at first, but in my mind... If if you find a suitcase, right? So if you find a piece of evidence that is conclusive, this was in the flight. That should be your first, like your first red zone. Everything around that, in, in like, a, like, a, like a, a spanning radius pattern, should be where other things should be. They should be finding things left and right once they found that first piece of evidence. I guess that's right. like a, but a year, year later. later yeah, like, this could have dispersed in so many different ways. You know, and it was it even guess, verified like, that this was like a suitcase from the actual yeah, plane. Like, was, was verified whose suitcase it was? Somebody on the plane. Like, was there like a, like a license or anything in there? Oh, they're just like, ah, nope. this could possibly be from this plane. Could possibly be. Uh, it's possible. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be for any flight, honestly. Yeah. From that point, you could have any flight drop a piece of luggage off a plane into the ocean, and that's, oh, uh, all of a sudden, it's Malaysian Flight 370. Right. It could be. I mean, that was their, that was their argument, is that, like, okay. they, they were finding plane pieces and suitcases and all this stuff, but that suitcase could have been from a boat, a cruise ship. Yeah. It could have been from... Anywhere. Anytime, anytime I yeah, totally anecdotal. That's just like, what? Yeah, of course you're going to find random shit. I mean, <laughs> like, if, I've it's seen uh, those YouTube videos where it's like, one billion Legos wash up on the shore. Like, a, a million <laughs> tiny yellow ducks wash up on the shore all at the same time. That'd be tight. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like a, a herd of ducks just... 
but that's the biggest thing. Like, I know things are weighted, but like suitcases, clothes, all that stuff. Why is it not washing up somewhere, regardless of where it is in the southern Indian Ocean? It, like, uh, this sounds really. Uh, this is going to sound really, really offensive, but like, human body is decomposing, and that flesh after a year has to like fall off the body and it becomes bone. The shirt. But where do the off. where do the shoes? The well, all those all things. That stuff. All those things that fall off. Jewelry. Like, even oh. even in Castaway, the pilot was dead for like a day. That's this is it's, it's, it, that was a. a a fictional movie, but or a fictional um, uh, uh, situation, that specific one. But like the guy's shoes and like his shirt, those things would have fallen off, and like luggage from that flight that hit the ground was all just like floating, dispersed away. You know, Wilson, right? Yeah. The blades from from Castaway, those were all like floating onto shore. There was a beach nearby. I get that, but like all these people, all this luggage, everything, even like life vests, life preservers, masks, all these things. How has none of it been a treat? That's what I'm saying. Unless they like locked on the flight, and maybe maybe the actual plane. And this is a hypothetical I'm getting at. Maybe maybe the actual plane was um, still intact. Like it, it hit the hit right. the ocean and was still intact all the way down to the bottom. And via the airlock, via all that stuff, it's everything is still inside. Yeah, right. That's the like only that. way I can validate well, that. It's just weird like, because the, you know all their the, contacts ceased and stuff. You would think they'd be. Sitting on the water like that, they successfully like landed at like you know Sully yeah. or whatever, whatever the pilot's name yeah, was. If they They'd actually landed there for like, a, while. Did a water landing, yeah, they'd be sitting there yeah. until they sank yeah. or whatever. Like radio, radio one, radio one, check, check, radio check. You sound like every pilot Taylor. It's amazing. Do you fly? Sibilance, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I got my. I mean, uh, no, I know a guy who has a ham radio license. So uh, you know, I know a thing or two. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> I know a thing or two about ham radios. No, my way uh, around the old hand mic. Yeah. Now, before we jump into hypotheticals, because I do want to spend a lot of time on this, because there is a lot to talk about, and there's just I've kind of reached the end of the information uh, that I have on this subject. I want to provide you both with a list of possible in-flight events that could have occurred to cause this sudden disappearance. Okay, bring a it lot on. of which I just, I a lot of which of these I just I don't think would would cause a plane to truly disappear. So I'm going to go through a bunch of these and we will pick them apart. It's going to be a doozy. Each one at a time or like, just- it's going to be, I'm going to rattle them all off. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to try to write these all down. A power interruption. Captain sabotaging the plane, a terrorist attack conducted by two passengers, a lithium battery fire caused in the aft cargo bay of the aircraft. The plane was shot down in a mock warfare scenario accidentally. The plane hid behind another plane in midair. The plane was abducted by aliens. Question mark. <laughs> hey, bought another plane in midair. Someone on the plane bought a huge sum of life insurance who wants family to gain from it. The fact that the plane was the 404th Boeing 70, uh, 777 to be produced, a.k.a. HTTP 404, which means not found. Ooh. The plane is a is hidden as a part of a cloaking experiments, experiment. Cracks in the aircraft a Bermuda Triangle similarity. But listen, at the end of the day, it all comes down to pop artist Pitbull. What? In 2012, what? his song, Get It Started, mentions Malaysia, two passports, three countries, one day, and a man named Mr. Ali. Mr. There was a passenger okay. on Malaysian Flight 370 named Mr. Ali, and he had two stolen passports on his person. Shut your so could ass this also, up. Shut your ass That's 
could wow. could this be the could the work of a, the Illuminati at play too? What? Uh, if Pitbull's Illuminati, then yes, I think we should get Pitbull into an interrogation room and figure out and the figure fuck out what's he did. going on. He knows something for sure. He does. So they really liked him. There's all of these theories to crack open and discuss, and that's really what I think we should spend our time on is figuring out. Some of these, if you guys want to go back to them and talk about them, we can. I know Johnny wrote some down. If you want me to repeat some, I will. All of them down. But all of them. But let's figure this out because, I mean, they they have called this and deemed this the craziest uh, aviation mystery ever. It's the biggest mm. aviation, the world's biggest aviation mystery ever is this. And, of course, coming a close second is is the fact that Amelia Earhart is still alive and was found and seen in a photo that resurfaced over the Pacific Ocean. What? Uh, which is, yeah. So, still alive? Hey, can Wait, we go back how to old would she be? Uh, well, she died Andrew. later, but there's a picture that surfaced of her posing with her airplane in 1937. What? And that's like a crazy aviation mystery. I remember one story uh, recently was that they found uh, like a – Makeup compact and some other personal items that they believe to be hers on this uh, island with uh, that's some natives that she like lived on and then died. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Well, she was there. taken prisoner, yeah, lived it out. Oh. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like I, aviation mysteries, I, I honestly I haven't like dug into it all. I mean, Malaysian Flight Three Seventy. I I remember watching the news when it happened. It was crazy, and I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I I thought they'd find the plane, and it's now four years later. And they have not found this plane. And it wasn't until this podcast where I dug into aviation mysteries. And there's a lot. Like, if you guys need listeners, if you want to dig in more, just Google, like, craziest aviation mysteries. Because they, I mean, they just keep going and going. They're crazy, I'm sure. This is by far the craziest one because it just doesn't make sense at all. Well, I, I said last last episode Taylor did with, with – um, with um, the Beatles, that one blew my mind. You know, it totally did. Paul McCartney or Paul McCartney blew my mind. This I can relate to a little more. I feel like, and it also blows my fucking mind because yeah. I, I feel like four years ago I was in, I just graduated high school, and I remember the day I found this out. I totally forgot about this whole flight situation until like a couple of weeks ago. Like I, it was out of my mind for years. Yep, and it's still so crazy. It's a whole fucking plane. Three almost three hundred people. Just, got, just disappeared. Can I go back airplane. a little bit to these possibilities, these hypotheticals? All of these um, could have been the reason why it hit the ground, why it, it fell out of the sky. But none of these, besides abducted by aliens and Bermuda Triangle, yep. like in my mind, could be any like paranormal, out of body or um, out of uh, out of worldly things. Like, right. That was the thing is that none of them actually and that, solved and that's, it. Yeah. Like only two, which are fucking crazy, which is Bermuda Triangle and alien abduction. <laughs> like the, the two yeah. extremes. They're the only ones that explain the disappearance. Everything else, like sure, if well, the plane was shot down in midair, there'd be debris. Yeah. If there was a power, if there was, if there was an explosion, if there was a terrorist, if there was lithium bomb, if there was, there'd be debris. Well, I, f- I feel if like there was this uh, life insurance the, guy. The power one might have some kind of a possibility. Like, well, what no, if there was some condition that it flew through that was like some crazy weird electronic. You know, but there lightning, wasn't lightning or anything. Or said there were, there were, huh? But the only – this is what I'm saying is that there, there's oh, – the only option is a Bermuda Triangle hypothetical is that that would happen. Nate, Nick just told us earlier that no lightning yeah, storm or rain wasn't or like that reported interference. or whatever. But what if it was only like for the instant that it happened to them, you know? 
that's possible. Well, that still doesn't explain where the fucking debris is. Like it, well, it explains. I don't know. Like I, there, that there's whole, so the many outage. lost things in the ocean. There's so many shipwrecks. There's so many. I guess maybe they find planes a lot, but I guess you know before they had tracking devices and shit. Like you lose something in the ocean, there's a good chance it's gone. It took forever I, I to find Taylor the Titanic. That, like, you know, I, I feel yeah. like you, chances are that they should have found it. But man, I think that it's possible that they could just not find it. For a while. I agree with you, Taylor. It took a long time to find the Titanic, and you know we only found it like whatever twenty, thirty—I don't know how many years ago. However, there was confirmation in a straight line pattern from point A to point B with this plane, and only ten minutes after did it did it lose contact. You know that's what I'm saying. Like 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 yeah. the Titanic wasn't in constant, you know, like uh, confirmation with uh, ATC. Yeah, and it wasn't the 21st century when it went down. You know, so that's what it. it yeah. I think about this story that I, I've heard in the past. I've heard it several times. Uh, this It didn't happen that long ago. It was like 70s or 80s. Um, you see it on shows like Agent Aliens and whatnot. <laughs> um, so you know Classic. it's probably true. <laughs> uh, so this guy is flying from like Cuba or somewhere to Miami. And his flight is supposed to be very short. Wherever he was flying to Miami from was like an hour or something, two hours. That's what it's supposed to be. Okay. And he's a pilot. He makes this flight all the time. And he's flying with, like, his dad or somebody, and a couple other people are in the plane. And he gets up in the air, and he's on the way there, and he's just minutes into his flight, so it should be quite a while until he's, you know, in Miami. All of a sudden, clouds form around him. He said there's, like, a yellow fog of, like, electricity-ish stuff around the plane, hmm. like surrounding Weird. his plane. And he said the clouds around him kind of formed like a tunnel in front of him, and it felt like it was the plane was just moving forward through it, you know, without any resistance or anything, just kind of gliding, sliding, you know, forward, you know, through this hmm. tunnel of clouds. And he said he could see the end of the tunnel of clouds, and he went through it, and he flew out of it. And by the time he was out of it, he was out of the clouds, and he looked down, and he's over a city. And he radios, whatever, you know. And he finds out that he's over, like, Fort Lauderdale or something like that in Florida. And it had been, like, five Weird. minutes, ten minutes or something since he took off. And it was supposed to be, you know, an hour or hour that would plus have to be flight. Time travel, essentially, is what that, your hypothetical, or your, yeah. your hypothesis, hypothesis? Yeah, so that would be, like, a time travel type thing, you know, or at least for the time that he's... In that little warping, you know, stage, like, who knows where it was going to end? You know, what if this flight, uh, you know, this Malaysia flight, what if they got into something similar like that and are still in whatever little slip that they're, you know, that they were in, you know? Right. That's crazy. Well, there are two, there are two additional theories that I, that I didn't mention. And one of which suggests that, that that theorists suggest the plane may actually have been diverted so far as Antarctica and the plane is buried under sheets of ice in the Antarctic, but also historians, <laughs> historians are suggesting that this could be the first ever case of a remote skyjacking, saying the plane could have gotten skyjacked twice and was diverted because it was trying, that whoever skyjacked the plane was uh, cre- uh, preventing delivery of secret cargo to China, and then apparently the cargo manifest of the plane was fudged, uh, and whatever was on the plane yeah. was th- something so, bigger was on the plane. Someone skyjacked it, 
cut off communication to ETC and to satellite, basically making it blind, and then took that plane wherever the fuck it wanted to. Yeah, uh, twice apparently. It was skyjacked two different times. Killed the people what? on board. Two different times. And that though. explains all of this. Yeah, Wait, that makes sense. Yeah, so that plane is like, totally intact. That Man, makes that, that all those people, is totally valid to me. Kill all those well, people? I mean, are they all dead or and, are they all held still, captive? Where are their uh, fucking I, they'd, be, they'd be dead. <laughs> they'd be dead yeah, and they're going to be incinerated. I'm saying like, uh, there's a way to hide that plane. <laughs> it's a it's an Otterbox suitcase. It is a Pelican suitcase. Can't fucking burn that shit. <laughs> nah. Well, here here's the here's the theory though. If the plane was skyjacked, which by the way is the coolest word I've ever yeah. heard, skyjacked. <laughs> there used to be a movie about skyjacked. that. Skyjacked. skyjacked. Starring Jason if the Statham. plane <laughs> this summer, your plane might be skyjacked. If the plane was skyjacked, and there was some sort of valuable cargo on this plane. If, it, if, if those people on the plane knew this was happening, why would they release or let any of them live? Because all it would take was one of almost 300 people to say, I know what this person who skyjacked the plane looked like. I know what was on it. Yeah. And the whole thing's busted open, can't go. So whatever was on this plane, what was so valuable to take down an entire plane and to take out almost 300 people? I mean, like Lucy. Like, you know, Lucy, yeah. what, what's that chemical called? BCH4, something like that, that, that women produce in, in their third week of pregnancy. No one saw the movie, Johnny. No I liked Lucy. <laughs> I just didn't like the ending. So here's here's what I'm saying is that there are, maybe it's, it's almost on racist here. That movie happened to take place in an Asian country. Maybe there is a chemical or drug that was want, that was being brought to Beijing. It was, it was Beijing, right? That the plane yeah. was going to. That was so important. That was so expensive, so important that they couldn't afford it to be lost or whatever or found. Right. Maybe that was their whole plan all along that, that getting into Beijing was a problem. But once they left, um, Koala, yep. Koala that they, no they had a, uh, no, no problem leaving, but it was the customs getting in that they had to hijack the plan. It was a plan all along. Yeah. But what's worth 300 people's lives? Well, uh, if I'm a drug Lord, nothing like anything. Yeah. I guess your you're that kind of guy, worth- but like still, how would they defeat radar? There's got to be a way around that. Like, I'm sure. I mean, they could probably shut radar off. But, like, I think the biggest thing is we we narrow it down and we say, like, do we think this was supernatural or do we think this was a human being, an act of a human being, a a malicious human being? An alien could do it and a human could do it. That's the only thing I can think of. So is it it common knowledge that, like, there are families out there with missing family members from this flight that are, like, for legit It's got to be. There's gotta yeah. be. Yeah, or like they all—is it like 300 <sighs> fabricated people that were never on a plane? Hmm. It's interesting. Just, see, and that's my like that's part of my theory too. Is that I have so I saw Infinity War, <laughs> and I didn't see Black Panther, but I saw Infinity War. Me too. But like, in order to get to Wakanda, you have to enter the you know go in the right coordinates, and then you like just pop through. It's like in, in Incredibles. Yeah, and you're there. Like it's a miss. <laughs> there it is. I'm in Wakanda. Uh, <laughs> you have to figure out, you know, the coordinates. So, what if this plane hit this these coordinates just right? Oh, somehow it lost altitude. Something technical went wrong. And it's in. It's in like and now it's in some parallel. And, and like, where's that place under the ocean? Atlantis. Atlantis. They're in Atlantis, essentially. Atlantis. They hit, 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 Something like they hit that. that. And they're in a different world that is just you can't find by humans. Right. So Dude, we're looking, but we can't possibly. find anything. 
And in, in, in the process of getting into this Wakanda-esque area, some of the, the – because they found 30 pieces of debris of the plane. Little you know pieces of the wing, whatever, they didn't make it because it was like a gap they had to squeeze into, this imaginary like force field gap that fucked the plane up. Mm-hmm. And now they're in this parallel world, this like, unfound world. Plane too heavy, must release 13 <laughs> luggage and part of wing plane. 30 pieces of yeah. plane. <laughs> Sorry. Seat wait, 33 max. B, you have been chosen. Like Goodbye. Just- I think that could definitely happen. You chose an exit row. <laughs> I accept the responsibilities of the exit row. That could be an option, Nick. Nick Taylor, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I think I'm not going to accept the responsibility of an exit row anymore because they won't let us put the <laughs> stuff under our feet like we can under a regular row. Yeah, I remember that. We were so it depends on what I'm like, traveling with. Anything. I'm sure that's the question you're asking. Is am I correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> am, am, I, am, I, uh, am I right? Uh, <laughs> I'm asking you. What do you say again? You, uh, what do you think happened to Malaysian Flight you know, um, 370? Did it go through a portal? Man. Did aliens take it? Yeah, I really want to go with uh, – I'm leaning towards portalisms. Portation homes. I'm saying – I'm saying it was, it was it was human skyjacked. I don't know about this whole skyjacked twice, but I definitely think let's call him Randy. I think Randy skyjacked this plane, did it really well. Um, uh. Whoever killed people or took hostage over this plane, took the plane somewhere else, cut off all satellite, all connection to ATC and back, and flew it in the blind essentially back to wherever he's hiding out in. Let's just say the desert. Let's say, say it's Sahara, whatever it is. Right and. Now he's wreaking the benefits of this drug that was on the plane, and no one's going to ever find it. It's not in the ocean. I'm going to say someone hijacked. Someone skyjacked it. Skyjacked. So, Nick, you think Coming it's a portal. Taylor, you think it's a portal. And I think it's – do you guys think it's an alien? Uh, I don't know, man. Why this flight? Why this particular flight? Why that flight? The drugs were on board. The aliens really wanted that drug. How did they take a plane? Did they, like, just beam it up to a – the giant ship? Yeah, they beam it up, Scotty. Hang on, let's see. Area 51 type you- Malaysia. I'm going to see if there's any anywhere like government secret. Some connection? Dude, there's a lot of government secrets. But I don't think the government, why would they want to make this a bigger problem than it is? Why would they want to well, you know, it, have the world freak out over a flight? If it was a skyjacking, they would have to defeat radar. And to do that, they would have to be someone pretty advanced. Possibly the American government. Possibly. No, I, I think <laughs> no, I think if for some reason Randy is skydecking this plane and the government's like, hey, we can see you on radar, all you have to say is, if you take me down, I will kill these 300 passengers and put it in the ground. If you don't, I'll take them back to my my, 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 my quarters and get the drugs. Takes them back to the quarters, kills all the people, and the government says, you know what? I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Right, but why, like, my biggest thing mm-hmm. comes down to if this plane did not just fucking disappear and evaporate from the sky. Maybe it did. Where is it? It's, it's possible, at Randy's I lair. think it's possible that it slips through into somewhere else. It's some. It could be no, intact it's, it's in another lair. realm or in another time. Yeah, but, like, time. if this plane... Hypothetically speaking, if this plane just reappeared yeah. in yeah. a year, or say in like December, if this plane just showed back up and these people, these 300 people were like, we saw some shit. Oh, like in deep space? Yeah. 
when, when it comes like, back from hell. What if for I mean, them, this world, no time even passed? They just blip in, blip out, or they will blip out, blip back those. in. Zero time passes for them, you know. But in our well, realm, that it's means been something. This whole time. But both of those scenarios means they went somewhere else than Earth. And that's in, insane. That would be do so much to the world. But what yeah. if they went to a parallel Earth? What if they're right. on another Earth right and now? And nothing's different. And nothing's different Well, technically, if, they, two if they popped out and then popped back in and our time had passed, really no matter how much time had passed, technically they would be on a different timeline than they currently were, you know, than where they were before. So they would be... Someone to talk to about some Mandela effects. We could ask them hmm. about Shazam. Yeah, they definitely have it. They might know Shazam. They're all watching Shazam. Yeah. Right they're all now. watching. That's the only in-flight movie they have. Yeah, is there's going to be evidence on one of those, uh, like one of their uh, <laughs> on the plane. Uh, one of the people on the plane they has show. Shazam. Maybe that was I, the issue. Somebody had a copy of Shazam on that plane. No, it makes so much sense to me. Like, I, I, I don't want to say that I, I know the answer, but like, I. It's my hypothetical. I would brace the internet would be that somebody took the plane, skyjacked it, and the government doesn't want any part of it. No government does because a the person could is like Doctor Evil and can literally destroy everything, or they're just afraid of this guy killing these three hundred fucking people. That's a huge ransom. Look, man, I don't think the American government is scared of someone with sea bass mm. with lasers on their head. <laughs> Dude, that is the coolest scene. Sharks with lasers, uh, sea bass. Are they aggressive sea bass? So, so I'm <laughs> ill-tempered. I just, just out of, just for funsies. It's not fun. It's fucking terrible, and I don't know why I said that. Uh, out of curiosity, God, I feel like an asshole. Out of curiosity, I, I googled the passengers that were on the flight. Yeah, to see if there was a common denominator. And there is a website that actually lists every single uh, person on the flight. that They have names, some pictures, oh, and what they do. Them. The common denominator here is a lot of people work for tech companies. IBM, an Austin-based technology firm called Freescale, Freescale Semiconductor. Uh, I don't... Uh, another employee who works for Freescale Semiconductor. Pied Piper? Um, a marketing director of a Chinese tech company. Listen, this sounds really racist, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Asian people are fucking geniuses. But no, some of these people are American. Well, then those... Okay, well, there's engineers. I'm, I'm my best friend's an engineer. He's He's been on planes. There's uh, a microbiologist. Like, there's... Like, he, hear me out. It would make sense that a flight from, from like, Louisiana to oh. Georgia would have a whole lot of people that, let's just say, farm or whatever. That's probably a really bad uh, uh, rationalization, but that would make sense. Or people from, like, Michigan to Minnesota are wearing jackets because it's cold up there. It would make sense from an Asian country to an Asian country. People would be smart in, in careers that are affluent in engineering and in, in tech. So there's a, a no? major common denominator here is a lot of the people on the plane worked for a Texas-based company called Freescale Semiconductor Inc. I'm talking Ooh. like a specific company. More than 10 people. Well, they're on a company retreat. So what if? Yeah. That's what they yeah, <laughs> from Malaysia to Beijing. As a company, as maybe a company they have, retreat, but these people all get they, on a plane. It's got to be pretty far away. So they get on a plane in Malaysia, take off, bloop Pop out of the dimension or whatever, teleport to wherever they need to go. Where do they teleport? Possibly Area 51, possibly our moon base, possibly our base on Mars. I don't know. You tell me, dude. What if they are like a workforce for, you know, 
somewhere else, like so a place that's like not public knowledge, even if it's still on Earth. But like, you know, what if yeah. it's like just some, you know, like, like Area Fifty One? Like they have employees, even though they do fly there, and you can see the planes going in or whatever. What if it's something like that, but even deeper? You know, more top secret. More, yeah, more of an area. More fifty ones. Fifty two. <laughs> this is like uh, the more I'm digging here. We got the tech people. We have teachers. We have several people who who are are pregnant traveling. We have a, a calligrapher on the plane. What's a calligrapher? What? Uh, it is the Calligraphy? it's the study of like of yeah like fonts and writing text. with that flat like text a of, flat yeah. marker. You know? So. I need you to give me a like. What is your hypothesis, Nick? Another here's another calligrapher, another an artist, a journalist. I, but what 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 is your hypothesis? I'm I'm trying to like. Maybe we do talk alien abduction. Maybe this plane had so many people who are capable and necessary for the taking the next steps. We have the technology folks. We have the artists. We have the calligraphers. Just amount of people that would like be yes, the right people. The repopulation. We have all of these specific people on this plane that maybe they were necessary mm-hmm. for the next step to doctor? some sort of higher race. There was a doctor as well. Uh, yeah, there so like there's this algorithm receipts? in like the flight computers when everyone checks great. in and it's like it's always oh. combing, looking for that perfect flight. The perfect combination of people and it's only hit once. A microbiologist. Malaysia flight. Okay, I don't know a lot about Malaysian flights but that is crazy. A microbiologist, a doctor, a tech, unless a computer program, a stuntman, a nurse. What about a billionaire and his wife? Okay, what or a movie star? Billionaire, the movie star, <laughs> the professor and Marianne here on Malaysia Fifty Seventy. This podcast is also sponsored by Future Monsters, a premier apparel store with pop culture and horror focus. Each product is handmade with quality materials, so not only does it look good, but it feels so so good. No mass-produced cheap garbage here, with designs inspired by King Kong, the Wolfman, and much more. These shirts are a must for every occasion, whether it be nightclubbing, metal shows, weddings, and of course, our favorite, podcasting. Head over to futuremonsters.com and enter the code HYBRO, that's a capital H-Y-B-R-O, at checkout to save 10% on your next purchase. We know we'll be doing that as soon as possible. It's... (laughs) Yeah, it's starting to get like, you know, because if there aren't answers, you got to dig. And I think this is kind of the next step of digging and seeing, okay, what exactly, what answers could be there that we're not looking into. And yeah, alien abduction is fucking nuts. I get that. It's crazy. No, but it's not. That's the thing. It's not crazy because that is one of the only options we can think of, like, logically, that would be the reason why there's no fucking debris. Right, there's nothing. That, and, that, that's one of the only logical things I could think about. That it, like the idea of aliens is crazy, but that's one of the only options as to why there's no debris. Can you agree with me on that one? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can agree with that. Like, wh- like, what, what, what else option could there be that there would be no debris? I don't know. Just like I like, like when min- you minimal were on board with it, like going down possibly in one piece, and possibly like maybe it sank like peacefully in some way. I don't know yeah, if that makes sense. Like, I, not peacefully, okay. but, like, you know, it just, like, yeah. sank in one piece. I'm sure like, even that would, the like... The best pilot in the world. But what would float up? Like, wouldn't things start no, floating up? No, not if they're in the cabin. The cabin is made out of, like, whatever, steel, titanium, like, cast iron. 
it's got to be like... But dropping from that many feet, unless they had control of the plane and then they yeah. couldn't get out, but the, that's a poorly built plane. The hypothetical I was putting forth earlier was that the plane in whatever uh, form it was in did a sully in the Hudson River. It basically landed fine, nothing deployed, it was stuck, and they were all in this submarine, essentially, that they had no air, they suffocated, and they died like in Pearl Harbor, and they just were stuck in this plane. They were all just like... They're stuck and they won't get out because the planes are obviously built not to open up mid-flight and they're underwater now opening up. Right. right. So that's my that's my hypothetical I, I was giving earlier is that it wasn't Randy, it wasn't aliens, it wasn't portals, time holes, or Bermuda Triangle or aliens. It was it was intact. It is intact in the ocean. And in that hypothetical tale, like you said earlier, it would be very hard to find that plane. Only what like two hundred feet by like a hundred feet wingspan. That is very small yeah. in the grand Tiny scheme of thing, the ocean. You know, in that ocean. And you got the oceans always yeah, if, moving, always changing. So maybe it's sitting on the bottom. Yeah, maybe that could be covered not. up. Yeah, maybe it's. They could be covered, covered up, up easily. Yeah. Um. That's po- it's possible. I, if the plane could have landed intact, that's possible. But I'm still going to go towards this asshole Randy that's flying into his base somewhere in like the Sahara Desert or some shit. Yeah, I like the James Bond idea them. like that. Like, you know. Highly skilled people took it over. That would be pretty cool. But I want to. I right, want to believe that it was over, like a land it time, space time thing. They 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 got caught up in the I space time. I want to, riff, but it doesn't seem. I want to believe, but I don't believe. That should be my. That should be not sure. I want to believe, but, but I, I don't believe. believe. But I, just that, I see my t-shirt. Don't. I'm gonna get Johnny doesn't in my believe. Butt. I'm not a believer. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like there are so many theories, and there have been years to theorize, and I get that. But the only theories to me that make sense logically, but so illogically, is the alien abduction or the fact that it entered some sort of other like parallel universe or that it is some sort of Bermuda Triangle where like the plane disappeared into the water and is never to be seen again. You're saying those are crazy, but they're the only ones that make sense. Right. Yeah, I agree. They admit they're crazy. I would say I would argue that those are less crazy than Randy taking it over and skyjacking it. Those are less crazy of an option to me, but right. I yeah. still believe it's Randy. I just have to stick with my um, lack of like detailed knowledge on how radar works and just be like, in my mind, they would have they they beat they, radar. They who you know whoever this was. So I mean, I, I'm gonna say space and time. Like they were not there you know? anymore. Yeah. The cloaking technology, maybe they like there was something they did to the plane. I mean, there's got to be something they can yeah. do to the plane where they can go off radar. It's possible. It's so possible. I will say this: I have a theory, and I had to do some quick googling. Go ahead. I have a theory. So whether it's the lithium batteries in the cargo aft or the aft cargo bay, whether it's the captain sabotaging the plane, whether it's a hijacking and attack, we're saying the plane's going down. Mm-hmm. Okay. In two thousand four. In the Indian Ocean, a 9.0 magnitude earthquake occurred. Okay. I'm following you now. What if there was another earthquake or aquatic disaster underwater that caused a shift in the tectonic plates Mm. that caused the airplane to sink down below so far in the depths that it's not coming back up. It's not surfacing. This thing, this plane has disappeared. It's in the core. Yeah, it's it literally is, yeah, it is, been it ground is, in to the crust. Yes. The rock bed. Like, the the like pressure the at that depths. point is going to just take it apart. Right. It's been destroyed. 
and it's it, it, essentially you're describing like like two these two tectonic plates are moving, and there's a crack kind of like in um 2012. There's a crack being made, and yep. this plane can essentially go all the way down to the core and disintegrate, or is just being held down by so much fucking pressure. That's definitely an option. Uh, I mean, if the plate shift, it moves. Boom! There's a crack. The plane happens to, by some odds, some crazy chance, sink down, go right down into that crack. It's done. The plane's gone forever. What about sea monsters? Dumb Those cues. could definitely be a play here. Those like are a, a giant squid, like a kraken. Kraken, yeah, or the crack awoken something bigger, like a kraken, so that like yeah. destroyed the plane. But I'm like, awake the kraken in the earth from a realistic plane, natural disaster. I mean, it would. It's like no, eating it would, a whole can of peanuts or something. A can. <laughs> peanuts came in a can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were we peanuts? But from like a realistic weenies. natural disaster perspective, be- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's like uh, that. That would be and I, and yeah, sure. The the Wakanda parallel universe theory is sure. I'll stick with that. Whatever. <laughs> but from what a, a plausible standpoint, <laughs> I know very strong believer yeah. there, Nick. Oh, whatever. So strong. From a plausible standpoint, the the idea of a natural disaster underwater and and them being some of the most deadliest, and they happen in some sort of contained manner, it just happened to be wrong place at the wrong time. Some be. natural disaster happened underwater. The plane went down. You're done. It's like a house winding up in a sinkhole. Yeah. Who's going to go down that sinkhole and pull up the wreckage? Yeah. Can anyone find the wreckage if it's gone? Gone. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say my theory. And I have not seen this in my research. I have not seen this on the internet. I'm going to say it's that there was some sort of plate-shifting disaster underwater that, the plane, that caused the plane to sink down into or disappear. All right, final answer, Nick. It's not Okanda. It's a plate shift. Yes, I'm right. locking it in. <laughs> All right, ta- deal on, on, on Nick. Taylor, do you think it's still a, still a portal? Yeah, I'm going to say they're locked into some weird, uh, weird factor of time. I'm saying it's the guy skyjacking the plane for sure. That's cool. I they're all yeah. I can say they're all options. They're options. Right. Like they're all viable. But in each one of these scenarios, the plane is intact still. But what if it was all three options combined? I mean, what if there was a hijacking that happened? Yeah, sure. The yeah. the hijacking went wrong. Yeah. It went down in the ocean. The tectonic plate shifted. And the portal. tectonic's probably incorrect, but I'm gonna keep saying because it, it sounds right. The plane goes down into this <laughs> That's pole. Our and then it, there happens to be some other world that Taylor's theory is talking about <laughs> yeah. because who's been that deep? All three of our Nobody. theories could be the ultimate Malaysian Flight 370 theory. Put those theories together, huh? you might find yourself a plane. Uh, yeah. Well, Let's call James Cameron, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like it. I like I like this. I think it's very like no. I don't want to say intelligent because I don't, I don't think we want to go under that. Under that, uh, you're giving us too much credit. Yeah, I don't we want to say that, but I definitely I think where we're going. I think it's we're we're making some ground here. I don't. I think lithium-ion batteries. No, it's not some kid on a shitty hoverboard. He didn't do that. Like, I think Pitbull stole this fucking plane. Pitbull predicted it, right? <laughs> yeah, he, that's way okay. He Ollie has two passports and talks about um, Malaysia. Yeah, those are that's those are those are. Those are two. Yeah, like who's this guy with relevant. the two passports? Have they looked into that? Ollie. Like, yeah, I wonder what his deal is. What Malaysian tech company is he with? Can you find? Can you find a guy named Ollie on that? Yeah, it's like yeah, he's. Yeah. What does he look like? Uh, there's no picture. Description? What does he do? Uh, he had a fake passport. There's no fucking picture, Johnny. Fuck. 
I don't know what to tell you. Just Maybe Ollie stole the fucking plane. Maybe Pitbull, holy shit. Maybe Pitbull knows Ollie. Ollie stole the plan. Pitbull's working up the benefits of this drug and, and they have the fucking like. No, I'm hideout. talking Illuminati here, okay? So maybe Pitbull sacrificed the plane, this flight specifically, in his song in 2012. Therefore, the Illuminati has granted him success. He got his own cruise. He got another album. Right. He's still relevant. So just like, just like Fall, had essentially, they, they for were Pitbull's career. Yeah. No, essentially, like in Fall, yeah. when, when they all had oh, to like man. let out music about. Paul being like the dead man, turn me on dead man. Yeah. He's yeah. just like kind of giving you a little bit of a hint of it, like drip fading you well, in. Well, this, this was pre-crack. Yeah. He's this still, he's still. Hey, Johnny's mic just fell. Uh-oh. I was about to say he's still, so I'm going to go back onto that, but my mic just fell off the, the table. because Johnny using... lost his entire mic just now. No. It was my mic. It just fell off the, the stand. Here, give me a second. I, I went to Get say. Get off the mic, dude. Why? Your, your fucking mouth is all over it. I went to say he's still... There you go. Just reset. I'm about to. What the hell you boys doing over there? We're on location recording, apparently. <laughs> we're not ready. We weren't ready. Oh, Johnny almost made it all the way to the end of this podcast. Johnny. And... And he uh, he goofed. He done scratched my kitchen table. Well, he's a freaking goof. There's a bomb. giant. S- oh, there's a there's a giant scuff on it. Scratch right across. That guy is a freaking hoot. I tell you that. He's a freaking. Ah yeah yeah. A freaking. I know. Hoot. He almost made it all the way to the end too. Good lord. Good lord, all. I'll give him a chance. Spoopy no, we're, keep, we're still rolling. Oh, I need shot. oh, are we just talking about this right now? Yeah, we're just going to play this off. Yeah, it's part of the podcast. It's the behind the scenes. Pcast EP number seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that, I'm looking at the waveforms in front of me, and there's just this giant line that looks like someone, their pen was just dragged Whoa. down a piece of paper when the fucking mic fell. <laughs> oh, it was so loud. But guess what? I Chicken think our butt. boy's back in business now. I'm back. There he is. Jeez, boy. My, uh, my mic just fell off the table. <laughs> Technical issues, but uh, brought to you by this table sucks. Okay, let's Such on. a raw moment. That's raw power. Are we really using that? Raw. That's yeah. so punk right, rock, well. man. That's so punk rock. So you guys know, I'm a clumsy guy. So. Johnny mic dropped. That's the thing. Well, I was so excited about my point that I lost that I, I just dropped it. It's all right. You didn't have a point. I, I was about Ollie. Uh, you used the mic as a distraction, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a distraction quick. Johnny's like, I got this crazy point. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. God, the mic, the mic. Oh, no, shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to a tunnel. I can't hear you. Oh, that's so funny. This is going to be the one. Oh, that's so that's so good. I don't know where we're at, but uh, we all. I mean, we, we sort of. Wrapped it up? We've. I mean, we were talking about Pitbull, but listen, we were just digging ourselves in a deeper hole than we already uh, Not as probably deep as are. Plate is in, and the tectonic plates in the core. Uh-huh. Right. Settle down, Jonathan. <laughs> it's crazy. Mike, now I'm worried it's gonna fall off the. I know table. he's worried about the mic. So, any parting thoughts? Like, I think the microphone was such a great dismissal for us. The microphone was like, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. It's a sign. It's a sign. Uh, well, you know, uh, so Taylor, I hope parting can... thoughts. I hope they continue to search. I hope they find something eventually. I hope something floats up and it turns out to be something normal. But 
and you know, it was just, you know, just happened that we didn't find it until, you know, way down the road. But I don't know. I think deep down inside, I really think it's uh, they've they've skipped time. You know, they're they're some they're in some other time right now. Yeah, I I also I mean. Bottom line, I hope everybody in the flight is okay and they're all going to be counted for us some way in the future. We're going to find it and everyone can go back to their, their homes. But I just, I think that's the that's the believer in me. That's the um, the optimist. The pessimist in me is saying everybody is unfortunately just like, they've, they're they gone and it, it, the, the flight's never going to surface. Yeah, I think if these people, if this plane, if these people did resurface literally... Mm. Um, it would change the course of humanity. I think that it would actually like fuck everyone up hard, yeah. like travel beyond belief. I think that there would be so many questions. I think that this would just change everything. And and the fact that we only know so much about our own planet, about our own technology, this is uh, horrifying and also fascinating to me. That we just we have no idea, and this isn't Bigfoot. This isn't aliens. This is an airplane is full of passengers that just disappear. probably not Bigfoot, possibly aliens. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> I want to say it's probably not Bigfoot. Probably, I'm gonna yeah, say it's God. maybe. I'm gonna say it's like 999 percent not Bob Chambers Bigfoot. <laughs> no, uh, unless he's got a, an aquatic version, that'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh, how sick would that yeah, be? Yes, maybe he's sick. Plane I've been thinking big, about it for a while. Foot, like all episode, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An aquatic Bigfoot, like Bob Chandler's Bigfoot. Once we got on that Taylor Thunder in Paradise, I was like, too. you know what? Bob Chandler should get in the Thunder in Paradise business. The uh, the, second, <laughs> the the crime boat business. <laughs> Oh, oh so well, good. if you guys have a hypothetical you want us to talk about or a thought you'd like to share about today's episode, good news. You can shoot us an email at hybrothoughts at gmail.com. That is H-Y-B-R-O-T-H-U-G-H-T-S at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe your hypothetical will be featured on an episode in the future. And on a serious note, guys, um, like I said, we try not to offend um, or be insensitive in any way. So in all seriousness, please go to OceanInfinity.com. They're doing some incredible work. The fact that they're still searching for this flight is amazing. So go to OceanInfinity.com. You can contact them. They have a they have a phone number. They have an email if you guys want to try to contribute and help donate to this uh, privately funded search. Please do that because we, you know, we want to find this plane. As much fun it is to uh, dig into the hypotheticals of this subject it's still a tough subject to talk about and we do hope that one day we have answers and ocean infinity is the team that is searching very hard for those answers mm, that was good so that was hot nice another ocean infinity <laughs> the way you the way you commanded that in such a serious fashion was really dope like wow yeah 100%. johnny's crying right now i'm i'm a little emotional dude like those are people Okay, let's move on. Oh, here they come. I'm not going to cry. I swear here to God. Here the water I'm works. Ones off. Just, here it comes. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, man. All right, we're good. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is another crazy episode, another crazy hypothetical, and the fact that you have stuck with us this long is insane. Thank you to our incredible sponsors, Glorp Gum and Future Monsters, and 
Guys, we'll see you next week. Taylor's going to take over. He's going to take the reins. We'll see them. We'll hear we them. We will hear them, and we will also feel them. We're going to take you guys <laughs> on another feel wild us. ride. <laughs> You'll feel us next week. We're ready. We're ready for a ride, Taylor. <laughs> Give us the good old Taylor ride. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Hey. <laughs> okay, well, I've been Johnny. <laughs> I'm Taylor. And I'm Nick. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week, guys. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.